What's up, everybody? You are now tuning in and listening to Cedric, Chris, Dempsey, and Justin, and we are the men of the year. Your mama's favorite group of men streaming on all major podcast platforms. So please subscribe to Men of the Year Pod for the latest content and leave a positive rating and review and let us know how we're doing. Also, follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram at Men of the Year Pod. And if you have questions, suggestions, need advice, or want us to discuss a specific topic, feel free to email us at menoftheyearpod at yahoo.com or shoot us a message on social media. We appreciate you and we thank you for joining us. Let's get to the episode. Men of the Year, Men of the Year, Men of the Year, Men of the Year. Yo, yo, what it do? What's going on? Man, not much. Man, it's been a minute since we recorded, though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, men of the year, we are apologize. We've been going through some things. And um, you know, we're not even at full, we're not even at full capacity right now. It's just Justin and I. So <laughs> but yeah, we we've just been really busy. So we apologize, but we wanted to. You know, at, at least uh, soften the blow a little bit of being absent for the better part of a month, maybe five weeks or so, which we apologize. Um, Justin, what, what you been up to, man? Oh, man, just fucking the normal stuff. I went to Seattle a couple weeks ago, though. Uh, what? That was, yeah, that was a very interesting, very interesting for uh, the way people out there live, bro. Man, like in the Midwest, we friendly out there. They not friendly, like, <laughs> bro. They not friendly, like. Uh, I try to ask this dude for directions. Oh, excuse me, man. Excuse me, motherfucker. Act like he didn't hear me, bro. I said, excuse me. Like, I yelled at him. Like, oh, my, my man kept walking though. Like I'm like, like fuck you there. Yeah. And then I talked to this uh, this Uber driver, and he was telling me he was like, yeah, he was like, man, out here. A person to see you get stabbed and keep my name on business. I was, mm. I was like, dang. You and know what? I, I'm not gonna go front with you. If I saw somebody get stabbed, I'd probably be <laughs> <laughs> yo, I gotta keep it moving. Yeah, <laughs> I was bad. like, I said, Oh, okay. And then uh I saw this homeless lady out there, and uh, you know, I had some cash, and I usually don't carry cash. You know, I gave her some money, you know, because like uh, you know, I, I'm not saying I always give people money, but I, I do try to pay it for when I can, yeah. when I can afford to. Yeah. You know, I gave her some money. And then her first, re- her first uh, reaction wasn't thank you. She was like, "You're not from here, are you?" I said, "Oh man." After that, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, bro. You know how I am. I get like kind of cautious. I said, "Okay, I can't give no more homeless people money. I'm putting a target <laughs> on my back." Uh-huh. You start talking to the homeless, they think you ain't from here. You know, might cause some problems later. I said, yeah. So I stopped giving money to the homeless people after that. I was just like, yeah, I'm a, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a chill out on this. Uh, trying to be uh, generous. Like, yeah. <laughs> find another oh, way. My man, like, I don't know if I can put any more good karma into the universe. Yeah. To get back <laughs> yeah. That was later. crazy. Yeah. The first thing she said to me, I mean, eventually she did say thank you and stuff like that. You know, she was a really nice lady. But the first thing she said, she she said, "You're not from here, are you?" I said, "Uh oh." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is amazing. Well, I'm glad you had some time to get away and do a little bit of exploring. I, you know, I know the. I mean, I've never been to the Pacific Northwest, but uh, I would love to get out there. But I might have to tread with caution if it's like that. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, it's. Uh, 
I mean, there were some friendly people. You know, I'm not going to say everybody wasn't friendly, but just uh-huh. the vibe that I got. And then uh, also being a big-ass black dude out there going hiking and shit. Bro. <laughs> like, I, like, I almost cut somebody out when I was out there, bro. Because, like, I was just walking, you know, like I had a backpack on. And, like, just, you know, and this person, like, I'm walking down. She was like, oh, my God, he looks like a creeper. I'm like, bitch, we bitch. on a trail. Like, that's what, like, excuse my way, but you know, I'm, no, we ain't supposed to be calm, but that's just how I felt at the moment. I'm like, I'm on a trail, just minding my own business. It's a hiking trail. Like, what the fuck? Right. Like, that's, man, that's what I'm like. I see how people be spazzing out on people. It's like that. Uh, you, you remember the movie Crash? Uh, mm-hmm. Chris and that dude, they was walking down. She grabbed her purse. It's stuff like, like I obviously I'm gonna rob her, but it's like stuff like that. I'm like, man, like ain't nobody messing with you, bitch. Leave me alone. Right. I'm exactly. Yeah. Who out here on the trail robbing? Like, right. First right. of all, like we two miles up, and that shit was like, whew. yeah, like, like shit. Yeah. I can barely breathe if I try to run with your shit. I go right out. Yeah. Man, how about you, man? How, like, what's new with you, man? So I, so probably about a month ago, I closed on my house, man. Collecting my check and peaced out, you know. So. <laughs> Okay, you getting so, all set up there, man. I mean, for the most part, there's some there's some small things that I want to redo to my new house and okay. stuff like that. You know, I want to keep uh, adding on and, and making the rooms look more inviting. I guess you could say. You know, like right now, you see me. I'm in my office, man. I'm just chilling. All yeah. I got as far as decor, I got a cactus in my window. That's you know. I see that. I see yeah, that. you know, okay. his, his name is, uh, I'm going to name the cactus uh, Guillermo, you know, you know, that's how, yeah, that's how we're going to do it. <laughs> Guillermo Rodriguez. Okay. That's his name. Right. So, okay. Nah, but other than that, man, everyone's good, man. I can't complain. Yeah, ain't nothing new in the neighborhood over this way, man. Just grinding out, working, just trying to keep my head straight and keep, uh, Keep a clear mind at all times. So that's all, man. That's all. You know, mental health is important. We always say that. So that's and, good, though. And it is Mental Health Awareness Month. So, oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you, you know, you're taking care of and catering to your mentals at all times because it is very important. And we want you guys just to um, know that there, there's a ton of resources out there whether it's, you know, read upon or even seek special services to, again, uh, seek the betterment of your personal, uh, not personal, but your mental health, because that is extremely important. Uh, But Justin, I mean, in the uh, in the male community, I guess you could say, or individuals that um, champion uh, the the promotion of what true masculinity uh we, we took a hit you know last week mr kevin samuels ended up passing away i don't know if you heard about it i'm assuming that you mm-hmm. did but yeah man we, we definitely took a hit and i kind of wanted to have a conversation surrounding the death of kevin samuels if, if that's okay with you because i mean there's I mean, there probably a lot of men, mostly black men, that know about Kevin Samuels. Um, of course, black women know about Kevin oh, yeah. Samuels, Samuels <laughs> as well. 
But for those who do not know about Mr. Kevin Samuels, he is a self-proclaimed dating guru and expert and uh, image consultant who really had a, a way with words as far as helping people be the best version of themselves. Now, his delivery on how he might have talked to people might be a little harsh, but the the end result was always the same. He wanted you, again, to be the best version of yourself. And he rose to fame probably late 2020, early 2021, where he ended up telling a woman that she was average at best because of what she wanted out of a man, but not just what she wanted out of a specific man. He challenged her on what exactly she could bring to the table. And Justin, what I want to, what I want to hear from you is when you had first heard of Kevin Samuels, I want to know, what exactly was your initial thought about him? And I mean, how did he make you feel at first? I mean, I think it was, I think I sent you a clip of. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how that. it started. Yeah. And I was like, bro, this dude, give it to you straight. No chaser. This is raw and unfiltered as it gets. But I want to see if you'd be able to basically tell me what was your gut and initial reaction to hearing and discovering Kevin Samuels. Man, I was like, oh, shit, he about to get canceled. <laughs> 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 That's the first thing that came to my mind. I said, oh, shit, he can't. I said, I, said, uh, I, said, I felt like he was saying a lot of stuff that men wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the best delivery of it, but mm-hmm. at the same time, uh, I started started watching more and more of it, and then I started developing my own little uh, opinion and stuff like that. But at the same time, like people was like, "Oh, he degrading women," blah blah blah. But a lot of them people called into that show. Yes, and it wasn't like he was because uh, a lot of like so. From my understanding, this is just my understanding. He got famous off of like snippets. People never really like a lot of people that were like. They were post snippets, and that's kind of how people got it. Uh, that uh, sorry, he started getting more and more popular because mm-hmm. of snippets. People didn't never listen to the whole episode because he was saying stuff about dudes. He called this one dude a fat ass, blah blah blah, you know. Yeah, so he was going hard on dudes. And then, um, I actually have this thing that I'll talk about later that shows you things that he did say about males, so it wasn't always mm-hmm. him just just targeting women because at first I was like, oh, he, he like nothing against people that are gay. But I was like, oh, he don't like females. He must just like dudes or something. Cause like, yeah. cause like I wasn't getting the full picture. And then I started watching more and more and more episodes. And then I also started seeing how he was talking to men too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, he for, oh, he, he for everybody. Yeah. Everybody you know? getting that work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's funny you say that because he ended up before he really rose to fame and stardom, he spent a good two to three years challenging men and making sure that men were um, high value you know, men, high value men. He was also just making sure that 
that they were, and again, I mentioned this a little earlier, being the best version of themselves and giving it their mm-hmm. all. So he would always push back and, and really challenge men um, on how they're how they're living their lives, and mm-hmm. you know, based upon what they were striving for or whatever goals they were seeking to attain and hit. So nobody was was exempt from his cruel manner in which he delivered his advice um Mm -hmm. i think for me when i first heard about him and saw that clip i was like i was floored i was like bro this who's this dude think he is to just say whatever he wants to say to women and not have any repercussions but then i started listening a little bit more to him in depth and I'm starting to agree with him. Like, you know what? This guy is saying all the things that men want to say, say. want to say, but can't say because they fear the consequence of what they're going to end up saying. Because Justin, you and I, we cannot just say whatever we want to say and think that we're going to be absolved from any consequences. That's not how it works. You know, you, you're free to say whatever you want to say, but sometimes those will always come with some type of backlash or praise or what have you. It could be a good consequence. It could be a bad consequence, but there will be some type of consequence. And if the things that we say aren't always going to land in favor with people, especially when it comes to women, you know, we're, we, gotta walk a fine line of being politically correct at times and we just have to be you know we just have to be nice about it too and whatever we we want to say we gotta we gotta keep that close to our vest because of the fact that we don't want to come off being too harsh or come off looking a certain way so that's that's rough but i feel like this generation doesn't like i'm okay with people having their opinions like you know, it's mm-hmm. just like how we talked about people being racist and stuff like that. I don't give a fuck if you're racist or not. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's that's your opinion. You're entitled to it because that's just how America is. Like, you're supposed to be able to say what you want to say, but at the same time, respect that there is consequences to what you say. So mm-hmm. I feel like there is a difference. Like, I feel like it's okay that for you to have an opinion about something. I'm not saying go out and try to hurt people, but if you have an opinion, I feel like in an open forum, you should be able to speak your speak your mind and not be attacked. And then yeah. somebody else that has a different view should be able to talk to you and say, hey, can you look at it this way? Because that's what I'm about. Like, mm-hmm. I have my opinions and stuff like that, but I'm not closed-minded about it. Like, if someone can, uh, like, not, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even say, I don't want to say argument, but if someone can present something to me and get me to look at it in a different way, I am open-minded to it. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I really, like, like some of my beliefs I'm hardcore on, but I'm still willing to look at it and accept new views of it. Yeah. You know, so um, I feel like in in today's world, like, I mean, there, but there are certain environments where, yeah, you can't speak your mind. Like, in a work environment, I do believe there there's a time and place for everything. Like, uh, yeah. I feel like some of his topics, I don't think you should discuss that at work. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Uh, mm-hmm. But in the privacy of your own home, 
sure at, on if you want to talk about it on facebook or anything like that sure i don't because that's not in a professional environment you're not on the clock or anything like that so mm-hmm. um i think this generation is kind of like getting really sensitive and like we're getting away from free speech like I said uh i mean i'm not saying like go out there and hate speech or anything like that but i feel like as a people will fought and die for us to be able to say what we want to and have that freedom of it but like I said, we should have an open mind about it. Yeah. No, that's that's uh that's a pretty important part, pretty important point that you bring up. So I mean, with Kevin Samuels, I mean, he really gave a lot of pushback to, to women, especially black women. Um and I think great. I think he if you really listen to more than just one or two episodes of his. You can tell that I think that he really cares about about, you know, black women the most. I think he wanted to try to bring back the black nuclear uh, family and marriage. And I felt like he I felt that he felt that the raw truth, given like not being filtered or anything like that, mm-hmm. was more helpful than telling these these white lies, I guess you could say. I mean, because we all, I mean, we said it before we told, I mean, we had an episode on, you know, honesty and loyalty, you know, mm-hmm. honesty versus loyalty. And we thought that, you know, some, some white lies might be beneficial, but not in, but not in trying to promote the, the growth of, of, of family and relationships and, and marriage and friendships, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's the reason why he tried to give such a, a harsh reality to black men and black women. I have a question for you. you yeah. Say. Yep. Go for it. So like, I, I mean, I didn't mean to drop bro, but you could go ahead. And finish, sorry. No, you good. I mean, just overall, I think he just wanted to, he'd rather tell a, a painful truth than a, you know, than a, a sweet, harmless lie. You know, and it's unfortunate that a lot of people believe that they're, they're, we we get comfortable with lies rather than being vulnerable with the truth. Gotcha. So do you think that's like a cultural difference? Because like, I feel like in our community, like we're more like it's coming out of it might be hurtful, but it's coming out of love. You know, like, you know, hey, bro, you looking raggedy today, go fix your or something like that. I've noticed that like African-Americans to another African-American were more like where somebody else might come across like, dang, you just said that to him. Mm-hmm. Where that other person is like, no, nah, that person is just trying to get me squared away and stuff like that. But I feel like we're less sensitive. So I feel like like how he was speaking to us, like how he was speaking wasn't as offensive to maybe an older generation versus this newer generation that's more sensitive. If that makes sense. I think Kevin Samuels Regardless, I don't well because if you think about it, I mean, people voluntarily called into his shows. So they did. Someone they did. <laughs> so that's the that's the part where I'm I'm, I'm kind of confused on why people are you know they gave him he he received so much backlash. I don't understand that. You like you didn't have to tune in. You didn't certainly have to call in. You know you're free to keep it moving. And uh, then they wanted but, to debate him. Yeah, they wanted to debate him. 
And most of the times he would not let you try to one up him. Like he, mm-hmm. I felt that he had pretty good conversations with people, especially. Yeah. And, and when it started going left, that's when he had to bring you back to reality. But if you also think about it, I feel that on some of his episodes and some of the callers, mainly most of them were women. Most of them called in. Some of them were even older than he was. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, they they come from a generation where it might be, you know, less sensitive um, than what it is now or excuse me. Uh, yeah. Less sensitive than what it is now. I, I, I think still he didn't care, you know, what generation you came from, whether it was before him, uh, the same generation as him, because I think he was. Yeah, he's Gen X, I believe. So early Gen X, like 60s. Mm-hmm. Um or even the the millennials and the, the 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 ones that eat the the Tide Pods. So he he didn't care who you were, but what he wanted to do was keep the messaging consistent across every conversation that he had. So I don't know if yep. that answers your question or not, but I kind that's how I viewed him as when he would take the the approach of having conversations with whoever he was talking with. He didn't mm-hmm. care. Like, Everything was still going to the value messaging was still going to be the same. Yeah, I felt like he was always like when you like I said, when you listen to him, like in the beginning, he was always very light. And then, like I said, it was like when mm-hmm. people started getting aggressive towards him, then he was like, oh, OK, hold up. You know, you call my show. Yes. Like, like, one of the he was saying, he's like, man, you call my like being very respectful to her. It was mm-hmm. like, you call my show. And then she just kept wanting to argue with her and or argue with him and like try to prove her value. Which I get it, but at the same yeah. time, it's it's kind of crazy though, because like, so I had a conversation with someone, and they were saying like, okay, so everybody wants to do the six feet up tall, right? Mm-hmm. That's crazy, because you know what? It's like ten to fifteen percent of the male population worldwide is over fifty, or sorry, is over six feet tall. Luckily, me and you don't have that problem. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're over six feet, so we're good. <laughs> but but okay, so check this out though, like, because you got to think of statistically. Okay, so you want a guy that's uh that's uh over six feet tall. You want a high value dude that's over six feet tall. Okay, mm-hmm. now that temp now that temp shrinks down, you want a guy that makes six figures, that shrinks down. Mm-hmm. That shrinks that population down. Okay, now you want a guy that doesn't have kids or never been married, that shrinks down. That, yeah. Like so it's crazy. But then like I have a female friend and she's a really nice girl and stuff like that. And like me and her won't work out just because I just I just you just nothing know. against <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just I, I just don't want to be with her like that. She's a great person and stuff like that. But she has guys that are shorter that like are really nice guys and want to give her the world and she does she won't date them because they're shorter. Mm. They're short. And I'm just like, that's crazy. It like, is. That's like the stupidest shit ever. Because men can't change their height. I mean Exactly. Well, if you wanted to, you could get the surgery for it. But I mean, that's a pretty pricey surgery. But as a man, like if we know that we have a deficiency in somewhere in our when mm-hmm. it comes to our appearance, we get it. We're just gonna roll with it. We're not gonna make any changes. Yeah, like that's women, like you get you guys like uh and like I said, this may make you seem bad or whatever, whatever. If you a dude and you ugly, ugly. Yeah, if you a woman, there's make like uh you can make you can put on makeup, you can mm-hmm. do all this crazy stuff. A dude has to accept the appearance that he is, like he can you know, work out with stuff like that. But if your place is up, my man, you just, you, you know, it is. Yeah. yeah. You and, the, it, and, you know, somebody, I always believe no matter how ugly somebody is, somebody finds 
attractive. Right. Like, Beauty is always in the eye of the beholder, right? Yeah. So don't let that get you down. But now on the flip side, what Kevin Samuel was saying, they was like, okay, so you want a man that has all this, this, and this. But and then he was speaking a high value man. He wants a woman that's in shape, that's does mm-hmm. this, that does this, that does this. But then y'all like, oh no, no, no. Yeah, accept uh, me as I am. Yeah, accept me as I am. But gee, y'all don't be accepting a dude like mm-hmm. for real, for real in this generation. Like if a dude don't make a certain amount of money, you're not trying to talk to him. Mm-hmm. If a dude not at a certain height, you're not trying to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Not, so it's like whoa whoa mm-hmm. but he i feel like he was calling he was calling women out on their bullshit right. and trying to make it evenly like yeah for the guys just like you want this this and this but what about what we want mm-hmm. no you know? you, you're 100 correct on that i mean because what did he always say that high value men wanted they wanted a woman that was fit friendly mm-hmm. submissive and cooperative and yeah. pretty you know yeah. So those five things he was asking and saying, those things aren't reasonable. I mean, you should want to be fit. You should not want to be five foot three weighing 300, yeah, 200 pounds, 300 pounds. You cannot be yeah. looking like a halfback. That's a running back who can hit the A gap. Like you said, I'm like, bro, <laughs> I was like, yo, he is wild. He said you can hit the A gap like a motherfucker. I said, wait, what? You can't say that, bro. <laughs> but Why can't he? Yeah, exactly. So those type of things, like you brought it up. Why can't we? Why can't we say what we want? Because men, we've always feared that if we spoke up and say exactly what we want out of a woman, that's gonna create all this stir and commotion. Because you know we're not supposed to say these type of things. Yeah. Now I'm so, a sexist. I'm a yeah. 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 But so. you can tell me that you don't want to date a short guy. You don't want to date a dude with a small dick. You, mm-hmm. you can say all this crazy shit that's based on my appearance and yeah. body. But if I say any of that shit about your body, I'm body shaming you. Mm-hmm. I'm all this. I said, what the fuck? <laughs> Listen, so know. he was making sure that he was bringing anybody or excuse me, the, the women who felt that he felt was entitled back to reality because uh like he was saying you're you know Kevin Samuel is not the not the reason why you couldn't get a man he's just telling you the reason why you couldn't get one and you, you got offended over it so mm-hmm. and I, that was a quote that somebody said because somebody said that he made a career off of shamelessly disgracing black women for profit but he said not the reason why you couldn't get a man he told you the reason and you got offended by it. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, that's uh that, I remember that, that's fair. <laughs> I think one of the first clips I saw of him, it was like a lady that was like 35 years old, right? And she had a kid, and she said that she was making dudes wait uh till marriage before she would have sex with him. And he was like, Why you done already gave it away? Yeah, exactly. And I was and and I was just like he has a point and like yeah that made the wheel started to turn a little bit in your mind yeah but but also at the same time i'm like i'm gonna keep it 100 with you like like so time is on the male side time is not on the female side mm-hmm. biologically because uh i mean as a man basically like for us like a lot of the stuff that we do is to attract women of a certain caliber mm-hmm. like that's why they always like, you know, sex sales, blah, blah, blah. So, like, 
oh, hey, if I get this car, you know, I'll attract more women. If I get this job, I'll attract more women. If mm-hmm. I get this status, I'll attract more women, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so a lot of the stuff that I feel like we do do, I mean, some of the stuff, yeah, we're doing for ourselves, obviously, but it is to attract women mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So obviously, if like if you're smart and stuff like that, you focus on the beginning. That's why I always tell my nephew, I said, man, chase the money first. Women will always be there. Mm-hmm. Like get yourself right. And then women will come along and stuff like that. So imagine you being a dude that's like 36, 35, and you get all your shit together. You got all your ducks in a row. Most likely, you're not probably going to date somebody, another woman. That's You're not going to date a woman that's 35 or such. Because if you do want kids, you have yeah. such a short window. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you are, going, so you are going to date a younger female. A younger female might be a little bit more fit, too. And also might be a little bit more submissive. And stuff like that. And um another thing is like um I do like I like I, I started understanding more about like the whole dominance and submissive thing. Mm-hmm. Like women, it's in their nature to be submissive, but at the same time, just because you a male does not mean she has to be submissive to you. You have to earn that and show her that you can be a good leader for her to be submissive. A lot mm-hmm. of dudes don't understand that. And I think a lot like I feel like when women this is my take on it. I feel like when women hear the word submissive, they think control, you know? Yeah. Exactly. I, I think, and I think that's where a lot of the disconnect comes from. I think to me, submissive means that a woman is trusting you. Mm. She's, she's trusting you to lead, yep. you know? She is putting all her faith into you to you know reach the end goal whatever that end goal is Mm -hmm. she is she is putting all her chips into it into you to help both of you guys out so no it's not being controlling and uh manipulating and potentially gaslighting certain situations and being narcissistic no that's not what what i think kevin samuels meant by being a submissive woman because when right. you hear when a, i feel like when a woman hears the word submissive you get real defensive like i'm not bowing down to you no we're not looking for you to bow down to us no. oh you know let's get let's both get on the same page and reach our and hit our goals together okay what but also i just wanted to say man i wish that 10 years ago 11 12 years ago if kevin samuels was around I think that would have changed the landscape of, of dating mm-hmm. in general. You know, maybe we would mm-hmm. not have seen all of this online dating blow up the way it is, you know, because I think a lot of men want to get knocked off of their purpose. Yeah. And then you want to see all this simp stuff either, too. Right. And like, uh, like I mean, people are they're taking people are taking advantage of the like girls like to try to get their attention. Oh, they uh, on a dating apps now, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm out there. They don't put nothing about them. They just put their cash out there. And then basically the reason why they're doing it from my understanding is like, oh, if you want to talk to me, you need to send me some money just to get my attention. What? Mm. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm not, do- I'm not doing that. You can be as fine as you want to. I'm not doing that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, but like you said, like, dudes, just be about your purpose and stuff. Yeah. But uh, because you have brought that up on uh, if you don't mind, I wanted to segue into something that uh 
that because people are always talking about like Kevin Samuels was always taking down women. But here are some of the things that he actually said on his show about men. Mm-hmm. And like, just like you said, keep it like, like you said, keeping it 100. So he's saying beta men with beta traits are not suitable for wives. They cannot protect. Them. So boom, that's another mm-hmm. thing he's telling you. He said unmarried men are looked upon as unstable. Mm-hmm. And then he said men that date women with no attention, uh, with attention to marry are jokesters. A lot yeah. of y'all be dating these fucking jokester dudes. And then he said men that are average are only uh, subject to average or below average women uh that one i mean who am i to say who's average or not average so that's, right that's kind of uh and then he was like this is one that like hit home with me and like why well, kind of like try uh. to uh no no the next one I'm about to mention but it kind of uh oh shit <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I appreciate it. it. Yeah, yeah. And then it it's was all like, true. Uh, yeah, and he was like, men that are uh, men that don't make enough money to provide for themselves should not date. Hell yeah, yeah. That is, that is you like, brought that up on a previous episode. Yeah. You're like, if I don't have financial stability, I shouldn't even be sniffing at these dates, at these dates and dating apps and things like that. I shouldn't even be taking anybody out on a date if I don't yeah. have my own shit together. I remember yeah. you saying that a while back. Exactly. Like, uh, I'm interested in this person that I talked to. Like, so, because uh, I'm getting ready to travel, but she, and she's starting to, like, we're cool right now, but, like, it's a, she was like, oh, hey, we should get out the city and go do something. So, bro, I'm about to just lay it out for you, just keeping it 100. So, uh, so she wants to go to Six Flags, right? Mm-hmm. So, luckily, I get a, a military discount. So, the tickets are $60, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was like an eleven dollars service fee, and then there was like twenty dollars parking. So that alone is ninety nine dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but here's the thing: so there's toll roads here too. So there's like maybe so I might have to pay ten to fifteen dollars in toll roads. So now we're at like what one ten? Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously we're going to be gone for the whole day, right? So I'm gonna have to uh, lunch and dinner at least, right? That's another what sixty seventy bucks. So yeah, right now more. I'm. I'm I'm almost at two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and then here's the thing. So I gotta get, I gotta. Uh, I already filled up my tank, but it was just sixty dollars to fill up my tank. So boom. So now, like this, literally, this is probably one day is almost about to cost me three hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So that again, like I said, like dating, like I said, like for me, like uh, I don't know where it'll go, but like I actually like spending time with her and getting nowhere so i don't care about that part Mm -hmm. but that's what i'm saying like dating is expensive so like you should have intentions like of like dating to like try to get to know someone and like maybe marry them so like i mean like that's so that's another thing like if i if i couldn't afford that bro like that's what i'm literally telling like a date right now is almost 300 bucks like like, that could be served elsewhere yeah. yeah, it could. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it literally could, but I see value in this person and stuff like that. And I enjoy the time that I spend with this person. So it, it's it's okay. Yeah. You know? But yeah, and then um so he was like, men that have no leadership qualities does not have uh husband qualities. Again, which is right, because like uh as a head of a household, like you should be able to lead your family and also be able to teach your family. And stuff like that too mm-hmm. and then and this is another one this is one of the ones i love the most because he said 
So it shows you that he's not necessarily against women like that. Women are not the uh, are not the enemy. Socio uh, socio awkward beta mans need to work on their approach and meeting women. Mm-hmm. And then and then this is another thing: men that are not in control of their emotions have no ability to be in control of a family. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm like, dang, like as a dude reading these eight things, that's like it really triggers stuff in your head. It's like, it makes you want to measure yourself up to these things. And yeah. Say, okay. Hey, what am I doing? And that's just me as a black person. I don't take, uh, I don't take this negatively or feel bad about myself. I'm like, okay, what, what are these things? Can I, are there any things that I can work on or try to try to be better? Because I do want to fail. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, so yeah, I, I know I like, I need to be able to take care of my family, provide for my family. Also, I do need to have my emotions in check to have a thing. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like, you know how it is, bro. Like, I mean, you're a man, you have a family and stuff like that. Like, like, I mean, your wife, obviously, she has a job too, which is good. But at the same time, when stuff goes wrong, who's going to worry more in the beginning? Who's more always finan- worried about finances and making sure that there's a roof above your family's head and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. This, you know, society typically looks at the guy to, to do that, you know? Right. So there is more pressure on the guy. Mm-hmm. And, so. and, and Kevin Samuels, he, I, I feel like he always backed up the things that he said with facts. So he did come with statistics uh, as far as measuring the marriage rate uh, in between families and, and whatnot and or certain races rather than families and he would always use that in his messaging when talking with with women mm-hmm. and like one of the things was a lot of a lot of the callers called in saying that they wanted a high value man well here here's the caveat here's the kicker he always asked them what do you bring to the table and he would find out if they had children or anything like yep. that. And he just flat out said it like no man wants to be a stepfather. That's just what it he, he said. Why would he give you all of his riches and all of his fortune for depreciated assets and a, a child that's not even his? Like that's he's saying that's a bad deal. It's a bad deal. Well, think about it another way. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. So no, no, no. Go for it. Say you are this high value man, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, what's you know the honeymoon phase? You know, when you first start to date somebody, you want to take trips, you want to do all this crazy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But now, okay, and like I said, uh, me personally, uh, I'm not necessarily a person that would date someone with kids, so like, don't think I'm just being an asshole. I'm just saying how I feel about the situation. It is harder to travel with a woman that has kids and stuff like that because now. Okay, so now you have to figure like, okay, where's the kid going to go? Can you like, I'm sorry if I'm trying to get to know you, I'm not bringing your kid on the vacation at all. Like in the beginning, <laughs> I'm just going to keep it 100. Mm-hmm. But now here's the flip side of it. Like now, what if you got a hate ass baby daddy? Like, oh, I'm not going to watch him while you go out, and, you know, because he might be jealous that you have a man that's trying to take you to travel and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So now, it so it does make it a little bit harder. And then, like I said, like. Nothing against single moms and stuff like that, but like you're less freer for dating opportunities. Hey, you yeah, want to go on a Saturday night? Oh, well, I have to try to find someone to watch my kid, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Because 
I'm a huge believer in protecting your kids uh, from your dating life. Yeah. Until you like, if you if you do date somebody and like you it's serious and you guys get serious, then yes, introduce your kid. But like, just these like onesie twosies kind of uh, dates, I don't think your kids should be should have that knowledge of you know mm-hmm. uh, of that person because first of all, like it's a lot of creepy ass people out here too. So right. you do need to protect your kids. So like. I would feel weird if she was like, oh, hey, can my son or my daughter come along on our dates? To me, that would, that's a red flag. That means like, dang, you don't care about protecting your kids. That's how it comes off to me. So it is easier to travel with a woman that is unattached. And then here's another thing. So like me being in my current employer, like I can't really date somebody with kids because like I know another gentleman, uh, he has a wife and she has two kids by another person and like she literally has to they're in two different states because she can't leave that state legally with her child Mm. even though she is married she's married to this guy and has three kids with him but she has two kids with another guy and he is fighting tooth and nail for her for his kids not to leave the state and the guy is trying to be very open like hey you know we can get her every summer you know in holidays so we'll make sure she gets there so you can see her and stuff like that so it's like, that's a huge headache for him. Like, he spent so much of his money going to court uh, trying to get, like, uh, so the other daughter can leave. Mm-hmm. So think about it that way. That's a lot of stress you're asking a dude to go through. Like, now you want me to be a high-value man, right? A high-value man is being, should be able to go out and find the job opportunities to put him into that high-value position. Mm-hmm. But now with you having a kid, it limits my movement. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, um, just kind of going off of the whole, um, uh, I guess, intertwining families that you created in a previous relationship or marriage. Kevin Samuels was a huge uh, promoter of if you have a baby daddy or a baby mama, you don't need to be going out here trying to date other people. You need to be trying to work that out with the person that you created a, a kid with or children with. And one thing that he always said, and you even mentioned it when you were reading off some of those, 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 those points, you said that meant, Oh, overall, he just felt that you shouldn't be having kids with anybody that you don't expect to marry. Yeah. Like, that's what it comes down. Like, I, me personally, I mean, if I was to ever, I, I, how, how do I want to say this? Oh, because I want to be careful how I say it. I don't think that I would ever want to put myself in a position where I would want to have kids with anybody else. Okay. If I, I, I got, yeah, I got, yeah, if I ever got remarried or if I was single or what have you, if I have children with one person, I will personally want to keep having kids with just that one person. Okay. And, and that's perfect. That's just me. You know, I, I wouldn't want to do that. But um, so there is one, there, you know, I think Kevin Samuels was the first person that really blew up with giving this, this expert advice when it comes Mm -hmm. to relationships. But there were other people who before him pretty much did the same thing. Like alpha male strategies. It's a big Mm -hmm. one. 
Yeah, that, but, that's the pocket. Mm-hmm, yeah, like he, yeah, he's just as real as it gets out there. I don't think that I listened to him as much as I did with Kevin Samuels. Uh, but um, there was another one, uh, last name Sotomayor. I forget the person's name. Anyway, but there was another, there was another one, and she was a woman, and she was mm. preaching this decades ago, decades ago, but probably before you and I were even alive. But she's an author. Um, Sharazahad Ali basically telling women that a man wants to view you as being fit, feminine, cooperative, and soft. And if you can maintain those qualities about yourself, you can pretty much get any man that you want. Now, I know that as of now, you know, women want to be strong. There's nothing wrong with being strong. Mm-mm. But women who feel that they're strong and independent, those kind of, you know, are, I, I, I would hate to say this, but those are masculine traits. Right? Not, I think that they are. Those are, are masculine traits. So when you develop those type of traits, most men are not going to want to be with you, you know? But I feel like, so I feel like, um, I'm trying to think of a good way of saying this. <laughs> I mean, this is a, it's a, you know, this is a very, uh, um, interesting topic that we're discussing because as men and Justin, I've always said this in the past, most of our listeners are women. So yeah. <laughs> like it's crazy because we don't want to offend the majority of our, our audience. But if we didn't say or speak this truth, I don't think that it would be fair to everybody that's listening. So yeah, I know we no, want to no, articulate no. a certain way, but you know, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I get what you're saying, but like, so, but okay, this is just my honest opinion. I feel like the shitty dating pool has made women more masculine and having to be with the deal to uh to fend off the suckers, the suckers and the joker dudes. Mm-hmm. And the fuck a, boys. Yeah. So like <laughs> that's why I don't want to say like in the bat. That's what I'm trying to communicate. Like, but I feel like because I've been around chicks that's like, especially in my current field, that's like super aggressive. And then like I just kind of just keep my composure and stuff like that. And I've noticed that like their aggressiveness have like their uh like masculinity has gone down like slow like just I just like uh I can't speak in it on about publicly, but there was just one female I've noticed like her interactions towards me, like when she first met me, bro. I was like, dang, she just blew blah 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 blah. And then like lately, like she'll just be asking me like for hugs and stuff like that, and just like talking to me. And like I feel like so certain dudes around certain females, like you can bring that femininity, fem- I don't know if I say it right, femininity Fem- out of femininity. Yeah, out of them. So, but you just got, but you got to be that dude. Mm-hmm. So, but that also brings out trust. A woman is like, is willing to be more feminine towards you if you can bring that out of them. Not every dude going to be able to bring that out of them. So, I don't have no problem with no masculine woman, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, because if you're the right dude and, you, and y'all vibe right, it's going to naturally come out of 
if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, but I, but I also get why women need to be more masculine in today's world. So that's what I'm trying to say. Okay. That's like, no, like I, not that. I'm picking up what you're laying down. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because shit, bro. Like, uh, I had a friend today. She's like, she, uh, another friend asked her to go to the gym. And she was like, I don't want to go to the gym because dudes be staring at me. And I was mm-hmm. just like, and, and I told her, I said, I'm going to keep 100 with you. I was like, because we were all talking about it. I was like, I'm human. So if a chick walks by me, I might like glance, but I'm not going to like stalk you or like, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. No, and be... I was, yeah. And she was like, no, I understand that. But she was like, it'll be dudes that'll just watch you their whole workout. And I was like, to be honest with you, I ain't going to lie. If I saw that, like, especially like, where I'm at, like, because, like, so we have this thing, it's called ACT. It's uh, ACT, intervene, motivate. It's some shit like that. It's, like, basically, if you see some shit, like, it's called AIM, sorry. Mm-hmm. ACT, intervene, motivate. So, basically, it's, like, if you see any inappropriate action, that you should speak up on that person's behalf. And anybody can do it. Um, So, like, you know, I was obviously say something because, like, that's another thing that I signed up to do, and these are the training that we get. So I would speak up on it. Yeah. But like, if someone that just glanced, it's a fucking glance. But yeah, if I notice some dude like on a fucking treadmill and doing squats and he's just staring at you, I just go speak to him. Like, hey, bro, you know, do you think that's appropriate? Yeah. You know. <laughs> right. So like, I mean, I all mind you looking one time, bro. I mean, obviously it's not my body, but like, don't be a creeper. Do not be a creeper. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, so. this yeah, this is um I mean, yeah, Kevin Samuel just wanted everybody to to know their to know their pedestal and to stay there. You know, there's you know your level, you should operate in that level. You know your your boundaries and parameters, now operate mm-hmm. in that. Don't try to go out of bounds. So when you go out of bounds, then there's going to be times where you're going to need to work on yourself and improve on yourself. And that's where a lot of people really felt that, Hey, who is this guy to tell me that I can't aim high? Well, you can aim high, but you might not have a good, you know, uh, shooting percentage. Yeah. And a yeah chance. So, there you go. <laughs> you know, shoot your shot, shoot your shot. It might not win. You, you probably gonna but break, but be careful of the statistics. I got yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, like because I will say that though. I, I agree with you on that. Like, I'm I would never tell somebody not to shoot their shot regardless of their situation because you never know. You might you might meet that high value man that does not mind a woman with kids because he might not have been able to have kids himself. So maybe you mm-hmm. having kids, you know. So like I said, always like like I said, don't let at the end of the day, you should never let nobody devalue you or like take it to heart. Shoot your shot, but like you said, understand the credit, understand. Yeah. You might not be the, successful at it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Understand the numbers. Like, you know? mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Can exactly. I go shoot? Yeah. Can I? If I see fucking uh uh this uh the girl that plays right now, I'm in love with the girl that plays F uh on uh Ghost. Like, I know she's a little bit too young, but man, I follow her on Instagram. Like, <laughs> her, her name, her name is April. Like, that's her real name. But like, if I saw her. Would mm-hmm. I shoot my shot? Bro, I'm gonna shoot my shot. <laughs> it's probably like a zero 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 point zero zero one percent that I might it might work, but hey, shoot your shot. But I understand that but I understand like the priority that I'm in. She make more money than I do, like just doing nothing. But hey, 
you should still always, you know, like I said, shoot your shot, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Marlon Wayans, he made a post. Uh, I, I screenshot it. I screenshot it. You know, we'll probably wrap up here in a little bit. But he said, in regards to Kevin Samuels, love him or hate him, he spoke his truth. We can view truth as hate, but sometimes his bold medicine didn't taste so sweet. And if you hate it, why would you tune in? Why mm. call in? Because healing comes in many forms. His was some nasty ass taste in medicine. There's no right or wrong in this love shit. There's just discovery. So thank you for those you healed. And we forgive you if there were any damages because we know your intention was to heal. And honestly, fuck, you was hilarious. In this moment, I pray for you and your family and all those you've healed that can't call into your show. I hope I hope you can heal more and reach more in heaven. So rest well. Appreciate you trying to hold on and express masculinity. And that was from Marlon Wayans. I, I, I agree with that. You know, there's yeah. no there's no right and wrong in this love shit. There's just discovery. And he also promoted therapy. You know, he wanted everybody to, to seek therapy uh, mm-hmm. to better themselves. For any in any of those areas in their lives, you know, like he was, he didn't hide that at all. But he want people to, you know, get married and to have fruitful relationships and, and and have children. Like he even like helped people get married. He had like six successful marriage proposals. Like that's phenomenal, you know. So mm-hmm. that's what you kind of want to get to at. at like that's one thing that you should uh aspire to to reach you know but you want to know uh go ahead i'm, I'm sorry no i, I, I don't have any other thoughts after that. you you good so the one thing that i will speak about is like the negativity about people saying that they was happy that that man died wow that's a, that's, that's fucked up on any mm-hmm. level like um because at the end of the day that man had a family he had people that loved him stuff like that regardless of what somebody has said or done, if you felt somehow it ain't like the man was Hitler or something like that. No, uh-huh. no, the man was just speaking honest opinions about stuff like that. But to say that you happy that somebody died, that's like extremely, I like very disrespectful and, and hurtful to him and his family and stuff like that. And like, because right now there's a lot of people taking shots at that man, mm-hmm. and that's crazy. It's the same thing, like you know, uh, when Michael Jackson passed. I don't know if the man did or not. I really that's that ain't my business, thing like that. But to speak negatively on someone that's passed and that mm-hmm. can't defend themselves, I just don't like that kind that of thing. That shows poor character. Yeah. So uh I just, you know, that's just all I have to say about that. That's just I just uh, I think we can be better. We can be. I think if people were so uncomfortable that he challenged the status quo, then you know he was doing his job right. Yeah. You know, if a lot of people were saying those things, then he disrupted what he disrupted the norm. And I think that's doing that is a win in itself. Because he made people think. And most importantly, he is trying to have people hold accountability towards themselves. He wants people to be accountable for things 
that they keep blaming others for. If you need mm-hmm. to be, if you can't get a man because you're overweight or you can't get a woman because you have deficiencies in this area, well, shit, you need to work on those and improve on those. Exactly. That's, all, that's all that he's saying. That's all. If you want a certain, if you have a certain goal and you are aspiring to reach it, what are you going to do to get there? That's all. That's mm-hmm. all. I don't know. But yeah. hey, we, we lost a real one. <laughs> I, I appreciated his messaging. So with that being so so with that being said, man, I mean, at the tail end of the episode, Justin, I appreciate this conversation since it's just the two of us. But since we haven't we haven't had a pop culture theme of the week in several weeks, won't you go ahead and uh, list off two of them? Oh man, um, two pop culture themes of the week. Okay, so uh, I'm in Oklahoma, so. Uh, mm-hmm. I know we try not to make things super political, but like uh, the whole role uh, uh, versus way thing. Um, oh, yeah. Like, uh, this is just where I'm at. This ain't me trying to be pick me or whatever, whatever, because I really don't give a fuck about that. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to get to the point, man. Like, we can't even tell the women what to do with their own. We body. can't. No. Like, uh-uh. this, this shit is getting out of hand. I'm sorry. Like, uh, no, you're right. Because I, I, I saw a meme and it says you can't ban abortions. You can only uh, stop uh, safe abortions. And that is a 100% fact because if these people cannot, or women, sorry, cannot go somewhere and get a safe abortion, they're going to go back to all these little back alley abortions. And they were actually, there's records showing that more women were dying from these abortions because like they don't have the proper uh, the proper medical facilities and not get uh, proper treatment, so like it's just like you got to stop this shit, man. This is crazy. This is getting out of hand. Like I don't know what the agenda is. Like I'm not a politician or anything like that, but we have to get to a point where like you cannot tell a woman what to do with her body. Mm-hmm. Like that's just crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, what did what did Tupac say? He said. Yes, a man yes. can't make one. He has no right to tell a woman when and where to create one. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's crazy. Keep your head up. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I was thinking about that because somebody had posted that on TikTok. Like that was their answer to uh, the Roe uh, v versus Wade, yeah. and I was like, that's that's what I saw is, too. I'm like, I was like, that's dope. <laughs> yeah, you know. Bingo. Yeah, <laughs> he's right uh, on that. And then uh, my other one is, um, I really don't have another one because that that was like the most thing that I was uh, looking at right now, um, mm-hmm. just kind of reading up on, just uh, and kind of seeing the alternatives. Uh, I know they're working on a, a male birth control, and it, it also sucks because like their whole argument is that a woman is more responsible to take a pill versus a man and stuff like that, and that just that just proves to a guy that just shows you how stupid the world thinks we are the world <laughs> thinks we're not responsible enough to take a pill every day to stop us from impregnating like like just look at just understand what like people are not understanding like what is really being said they're saying a man is irresponsible and not capable enough so let's shift the response which is stupid again yeah. let's shift the responsibility on the woman and tell her and then birth control really fucks them up like you know how people we always be talking about they're fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah well, it's no. the fuck. 
well, the birth control fucks at like uh um, yeah, the hormone. Like I said, said again, I'm not, I'm not a fucking expert. Like I just and I'm not doing the whole pick me kind of guy thing. It's just like female friends that I talk to because I have female friends that don't take birth control and I ask her sometimes. She was like, Yeah, because it fucks up our hormones. Like, yeah, you know, you you're tricking your body into uh to just taking your this and this and this. Yeah. And then she was like, You guys wonder why like we're mentally unstable or, or emotional. I, well, I don't know if mentally stable is um, a good word for it, but like fucking hormonal. I don't, mm-hmm. like I said, again, I'm not a fucking expert on the technology, but somebody will understand what I'm saying. Right. But yeah, like the mood swings that they go through is because it's fucking because of the birth control. So, and then uh, they had showed the side effects uh of the f f male at the birth control that they're working on for males and it's damn near the same side effects as uh as the uh female birth control and people are like oh no i don't want to take it but you want her to take it like how right. fucked up is it like i'm like bro we gotta yeah these are the double standards man yeah like we gotta get better bro right. this shit is crazy <laughs> right like i saw a meme it said you know what the best form of birth uh birth control for men Give them a vasectomy, and when they decide that they want to have kids, go ahead and reverse it. I said, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, well, with me, Kendrick Lamar's new album came out. Mr. Yeah, Morale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you need to go listen to it, man. It's it's hot. Uh it, it came out, and he's been he's been away from music for quite some time. But uh, it, this album, this is not your like standard Kendrick Lamar, in my opinion. Um, this album, I mean, it's released within Mental Health Awareness Month. But this album talks about all of his past traumas and uh, his, he's showing a lot of vulnerability in this album. Um, there's some things that you would not have even thought that he would have done in his past. But he is talking about all of this and putting it to the forefront. And I think it's really interesting because, you know, he's my age and he's just now, you know, coming to grips with the things from his past life. And I can appreciate that, especially as a because he's a father and he's a husband. And I can appreciate where he's coming from. And, mm. you know, he letting you know that uh, you're not alone, basically. But there's some bangers on uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. You, you need to go listen to the album, Justin. I think I think you like it, man. It's, it's, I'm actually. It's oh, ahead, good. No, I was saying it's pretty good. So I, I'm actually uh, re-downloading. Uh, uh, sorry, my subscription to uh, to uh, Spotify right now. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, that's how I was always like uh, getting like good albums and stuff mm-hmm. like that but i'm actually doing that right now because i was like oh i've been missing out on so much good music so. man yeah man um and i'll i will uh pay my tribute to kevin samuels i will my my second pop culture theme of the week will be your good uh your good lies by vividry it's the intro song on his episode so it's a mm-hmm. good one as well. I mean, it's it's real mellow, it's real calm, and it's soothing, and okay. it, it's a good song too. So uh, yeah, if you listen to any of his episodes, the the very first song that is played, it's I love it. I put it on my Spotify playlist. So um, 
Cool, man. Cool. Yeah, I appreciate this conversation that uh, you had with me regarding Mr. Kevin Samuels, and he's advocating for everybody to be the best best version of themselves. He wants uh, the feminine. Uh, he wants the women to be feminine, beautiful, and intelligent. And he wants the men to to be confident and, and assertive. So, but also he said this quote that really resonated with me before we leave. He said, it is better when we are the men we are supposed to be rather than the men we were raised to be. So mm-hmm. that stuck with me. That impacted me. Stay on your purpose. Just know who you are and, and stay true to yourself. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to do this again as soon as possible. Um, our schedule's a little rough, but that's all right. But we are the men of the year, your mama's favorite group of men. Until next time, peace out. Men of the year, men of the year, men of the year, men of the year.